0: Brothers Through Time, Triassic Troubles, Chapter 3
1: Ouch, Mason, what was that? Yelped Eli. I didn't do anything.
0: The boys looked up and noticed the top of the tree was filled with delicious looking fruit. The fruit was within their reach, hanging from the branches like jewels. Landon eagerly plucked a piece of fruit and bit into it. The flesh was sweet and juicy.
1: Oh man, this is the greatest thing I've ever had.
0: They devoured the fruit, taking care not to waste a single bite.
1: Guys, I owe you one back there. Thanks for not letting me become Dino Kibble.
0: Mason sighed. As they ate, they discussed their situation and tried to come up with a plan.
1: What are we going to do now?
0: Mason asked, wiping his mouth with the back of his hand.
1: We need to figure out how to get out of here.
0: Landon said, throwing the pit of the fruit off the tree.
1: Triassic period, great views and decent breakfast options, but temperamental wildlife gets it one out of five stars, would not recommend to a friend. I agree. Eli said. We can't just wander around aimlessly. We need a plan.
0: Mason nodded.
1: We need to assess our resources and figure out what we have to work with. We know we have this tree and its fruit.
0: Landon said, gesturing to the tree.
1: But what else?
0: Eli spoke up.
1: This fruit is great, but I'm dying of thirst. I need some water. Any chance there would be some drinkable water around here?
0: Landon looked around at their surroundings.
1: This forest seems endless. How are we going to navigate through it? We need to stay focused and keep a level head, Mason said. We can do this if we work together,
0: Eli chimed in.
1: And we need to stay positive. We can't give up hope. We're in this together. We'll figure it out.
0: Landon agreed. The boys continued to discuss their situation and possible plans for survival, their voices growing more determined as they spoke. They were lost in a strange land with no way to return home. They had no idea how long they had been gone, or even if anyone was looking for them.
1: We need to find a way down,
0: Eli said his voice trembling slightly as he surveyed the distance between them and the ground.
1: I don't see any branches we can climb down,
0: Landon added, frowning in frustration. Mason scanned the tree's trunk, looking for any other options.
1: Maybe we could try to climb down the vines on the side of the tree. They look sturdy enough to hold our weight.
0: The other boys nodded in agreement, and they carefully made their way to the side of the tree with the thickest vines. The climb down was slow and treacherous, and they had to be careful not to lose their footing or grip on the vines. At times, they had to jump to a lower vine or even dangle precariously in midair before finding their next foothold. Finally, after what seemed like hours, they reached the ground. They all let out a sigh of relief and collapsed onto the grass below, exhausted but grateful to be back on solid ground.
1: We need to be more careful. We don't know what else is out there that could harm us,
0: Mason said, shaking his head. Eli agreed, but his eyes were already scanning the forest floor, looking for their next move.
1: Let's keep moving.
0: As the boys carefully walked through the dense jungle, Landon suddenly stopped in his tracks and scanned the horizon with his eyes. Guys? He exclaimed, his finger tracing the path of a distant object hurtling through the sky. The other boys looked up and saw a bright speck in the sky. It seemed out of place, like nothing they had ever seen before. They watched in confusion and awe, each moment causing their chests to tighten, a feeling of dread taking over their senses.
2: That is no ordinary object.
0: Mason's backpack began to glow, and Eli and Landon jumped back as if being struck by a stiff shockwave. Mason ripped off his backpack and retrieved the small object that had sent them to the Triassic era, setting it on a patch of lush grass. All three boys were frozen with anticipation.
1: What did you just say?
0: Blurted out Eli. The light grew from a faded dark green to bright vivid green as the object spoke once again.
2: It is an asteroid and it is heading straight for Earth. You can hear us?
0: Landon said.
2: What are you? I am the Chronosphere,
0: a voice echoed from the object.
2: My name is Peter, an AI built by your father to help travelers navigate through time and space.
0: The boys stared at the object in disbelief, unsure of what to say.
2: Can you get us home?
0: Mason questioned.
2: My programming allows me to provide guidance and information for travelers to help make sense of their travels through time and space. I see here that the Chronosphere was triggered for an unscheduled trip back 201.4 million years.
0: Eli and Mason's eyes immediately darted to Landon. He responded with a shoulder shrug and a look of embarrassment.
2: Unfortunately, this trip has fully depleted its Opus Drive, making it impossible to return home.
0: So we're just stuck here forever? Huffed Eli.
2: No, 201.4 million years ago. The asteroid you are observing caused a mass extinction event at the end of the Triassic period, also known as the Great Dying. The Great Dying was caused by a combination of factors, including intense volcanic activity, climate change, and the impact of a massive asteroid or comet. This led to a rapid and dramatic shift in the Earth's environment, which ultimately caused the extinction of nearly 80% of all species on the planet, including many of the dinosaurs. Based on the current time, the impact of this asteroid will occur within the next 48 hours, making life for you on this planet unfeasible.
0: Landon cleared his throat.
1: Listen, Chrono-thing. It's Viator, sir. Okay, fine. Viator, you're going to have to skip to the part where we find a way to charge you up and get us out of here.
0: For a moment there was a pause. The three boys felt the breath leave their bodies as if their future was hopeless. Just then, a beam of light shot out of the chronosphere, illuminating a map onto the tree next to them. In the center of this map, there was a symbol, a circular emblem that resembled a compass or a star map, with various lines, circles, and shapes that radiate from a central point.
2: Here you will find the Lapis Constructum, a stone-like structure that allows the Chronosphere to recharge its core, allowing the further passage for travel. Simply navigate to the Lapis Constructum and allow some time to charge.
1: How much time will it take to charge the Chronosphere back to full power?
2: This depends on the power of the Lapis Constructum, I would estimate that given the current time period and geographical location of your current coordinates, about 6 days,
0: 33 minutes, and 42 seconds. This concludes Chapter 3 of Brothers Through Time, Triassic Troubles.